uh, I, I always go, uh, like I've been going three on one off and then sometimes one on one off or two on one off, depending on my weeks can go. And I've been able to recover from that. So it's not bad. Yeah, we moved. Dude, I can't imagine doing three days straight anymore. We I did move my, I'm not on like a push full legs anymore. So I, I am on, uh, two of my pull days or sorry. Cause I have, <clears throat> I have an eight day split actually. So I have, uh, chest and side delts, back and biceps, quad focus legs, and then shoulders and triceps. And then I repeat, but it's four different, like eight, those are like the A's yeah. and then there's yeah, a B's, yeah. um, but pull B and shoulders B, which I would do tomorrow. They're not that hard. Like, you know, like yesterday's back workout, the hardest thing I did was dumbbell, like seal rows. And other than that, it was like single arm lat pull down cables, single arm cable rows, just like uh, like a straight cable row, and I hate that you, then two. I, I hate that you say it's not that hard. Well, because I do that because I it, do it, those same. Is. I do those same exercises, and I'm done. Like by the time I'm done back, I'm done back for like the whole week. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to touch my back for the week. I I know what you mean. Uh, me too. Because uh, my my lats are like fried still, and I get good connection. I guess I just meant like my biofeedback doesn't my total load doesn't get so fucked yeah yeah yeah. you know like my resting heart rate like after t- my resting heart rate was 44 last night it's gonna jump up to 50 <laughs> you know yeah, in the morning lo- that's a low ass heart rate yeah mine's just, I, I mine just keep... always been mine's always been like i think mine for a while has just been like 60 has always been like 60 plus 60 plus yeah mine i started with justin and honestly bro i'd never tracked mine or anything and i wasn't even good I'm not in good cardiovascular shape. And I think mine was like 56, 58. And then as I worked on adding supplements and different recovery strategies, I've been able to get it down to like 44 to 47 is where it normally is. I probably could. I just could never get it down. It's like, I'm going to get it down when I lose weight. <laughs> well, also I'm fatter now too. So it's starting to, it's been creeping <laughs> it's up. I was lean. I, I, I've seen like some 39s at sleeping when I'm lean and That's stuff. crazy. That is crazy. I got, I just started, um, we're going back to two days on one day off split because as you saw, I kind of had a partner with me yesterday in my video. Yep. Um, he actually wasn't even training. So he's my, so he's my new training partner, but he wasn't even training. He had an off day because he did legs the day before. So so what he did is he's like, Oh, I feel fucking bad because we were supposed to do legs together. And then he's like, and then he was like, oh, I'm going to still follow my two days on Monday off sweat. So he was like, well, since I'm off and I have nothing to do, I'm just going to come spot you. So he stayed for my whole leg session. That's awesome. He, he literally stayed for like the two hours that my leg session was. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, our leg session are going to be like three hours long. I was like, this is going to be brutal, bro. I was like, my whole Friday night's going to be spent. My whole Friday. I'm going to need to get out of work early on Friday. So we need to both get out of work early on Friday so we can get here so I can get out at a reasonable time at this gym. Um, we actually had a few IFBB, a few IFBB pros get to talk with us. Um, one actually wants to train with us, a classic pro. So that's, that's going to be cool. pretty, that's going to be pretty cool. Hopefully he has some insane quads. So we're hoping that he, that he, he wants to do he wants legs to train with us. Legs. Yeah. Um, but we're back to two days, one off. So I can actually train with my training partner now. 
So uh, he's taking another rest sweet. day. He's training another rest day today. So tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna start it all back up. Except get after it. Except next Thursday I have to take off because I can't because I uh what is it because um because I'm presenting um all right opportunity so i'm like i already committed to that and i was like oh, i hate doing legs on thursdays i hate doing legs on any day during the week except for friday that's that's like the designated. <laughs> i like that to be a designated leg day because the session takes so long yeah like during the week i don't want to be coming home at like 7 30 from the gym like i'm like the same friday, as you bro i i like same. friday always fine. weekend like friday i'm good like friday or saturday if we have a long ass leg session fine by me but like Thursday, Monday through Thursday, absolutely not. I was me like, too, because no. I have to train. I train in the morning before work, so then I have to go so early. And in the morning, it's like the earlier you wake up, the earlier I have to go so that I can perform. Because it takes me thirty-five minutes. Because like when you've only been awake for sixty minutes and you're busting out a set of pendulums, that's not the sweetest, not you know. So I no, I so like I try to go meals. and like I need like three meals in me usually. <laughs> so that's why i train on the weekends too because i can wake up usually and have a nice breakfast let that digest go for a little walk hang out with my fiance and then go you know so it's like way fucking better than doing it uh, doing it on liquid fucking calories in the middle of the week yeah so like i said my legs are are just totaled after yesterday those two sets i didn't send mark the swing squat set um because he wanted specific exercises but um we just recorded it so we can kind of standardize my form. And I yeah. think it's probably as standardized as it's probably going to get. It's it's um, good, man. Your swing squat form was I'm probably good. Gonna, I'm probably going to put this on, on my Instagram. But my ass was literally, and Dylan already saw this, my ass is literally touching my ankles. I was yep. like, I was like, there. it's not, it's like, there's no more ROM to go. And there was like, and I was like paused in the hole for a second. And then I come up. Cause I, cause I really wanted to pause in the hole and like die. And I was doing like a plate and like 10, five, like a plate and five pounds per side. And I died at like 13, 14 reps. I was like, this fucking sucks. I was like, this is so brutal. And you just like get off that thing and you're, and it's not like, it's not like a regular pendulum because there's no counterweight to it. That's right. Like there's nothing like, like, like the Arsenal one has like a huge counterweight to it. Where this one, there's nothing. It's like I, I think that's why the pendulum I'm using is so hard because the arm, the fulcrum is so long on the back end. Yeah. And in the front, there's a place to put plates on the front to create a counter to create force. A counter but yeah. but I never use that. And it's only maybe eight inches long, that little piece of metal that sticks out in the front. So like yeah. you got a 125 inch piece of steel going back and then an eight inch piece, like it's not doing very much. Because, like, on those negatives, the set that I sent you, I legit cannot keep that from going any slower. Yeah. Like, it's everything I have. Yeah, it's just like, yeah you were you talking just about like, it before. It pushes it down. You know, like, I when I sent my clients these videos, I'm like, honestly, I would love to have another second eccentric, like, from two to three here. But I'm not there yet. Like, I need to get stronger on this machine because I'm using no load barely at all. You know, I like, like that's everything. All of our... Oh, I'm also um, coaching. I got a guy. I'm just taking him into um, mini cut phase. Um, we were kind of maintaining, so I brought back his calories down, improved gut health. Um, he's starting to get better body comp at the highest weight that we were at. We we're at 20 plus pounds. 
Um, but a lot of people, a lot of people actually like where his physique's at. I like where his physique's at. I would rather him much like still grow, but we're at a point where his body fat's a little high and I want to get it down because we're going to go into some extracurriculars. Um, yeah, yeah. so I want to get him lean. So when we do introduce the extracurriculars, yeah. it's going to, I can, I could grow, yeah. I can grow him for another like 10 months. Like if I set, like if I take this four week period and I totally just slam down the calories and like drop like 10 pounds in this five week period, like two pounds a week, hopefully it's going to, it's going to lead us to like, he'll be able to grow like 30, 40 pounds. Probably. Is he uh is it first exposure? Yeah. Oh man. So you'll be able so to I want a mini, that's the point. 10, I wanted, I wanted mm-hmm. to mini cut him. So then I can mm-hmm. just like put perfect him right strategy, on, put him right on HRT and yep. then slowly titrate it up and just let it ride with everything because it's going to, it's, it's going to benefit him more if he's lean. hundred percent. So for right now, we're just going to take it as it is. Now, after five weeks, I'm going to see where he's at. I might extend it a bit farther, but I'm normally not a fan of extending mini cuts much. Me either. This is actually, this is actually my first exposure at doing a mini cut, like in general with someone. I so, see. um, I'm actually really excited. We'll talk about this off air after we're get done. Um, but I'm yeah. pretty excited to touch on it, to do it, um, get that experience with it. Um, and then full blown grow him and then we'll grow for like another eight months, eight, eight, nine months. Hopefully it's going to be a good year for that boy. Body, body comp's going to, body comp's yeah. going to shift. And then it's going to be, it's going to be game time. Protein Thanks. metabolism, nitrogen retention goes up too. So then be able to, you'll be His able to eat protein's already high. Too. He's like a hundred, he weighs 190 pounds right now. He's going to, he's already at 260 grams of protein. So it's like. I don't need to, I don't need to move no, his protein anymore. No, he's even good there. No, he's <laughs> was, fine there. I was like, I was like, dude, we're going to go right back to where you were carb wise. We're just going to shut your body. We're just going to, we're just going to bring it down heavy right now. And just like, he's like, I was, I was like, yeah, we're bringing you down like a thousand calories on your training day. And he's like, that's a lot. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you'll, I brought him down you'll like love t- it. 20 grams of fat, like almost like a hundred some plus grams of carbs. It was, nice. so, it was so many calories. And I was like, where do I take this from? And That's I, how you have to mini cut though. People make mistakes mini cutting and they try to get too, like they want to call it a mini cut, but then they treat it like a long-term they fat try to loss do wash like base. Point, they try to do like 0.5 <laughs> to like 1% of their, like they want to yeah. do like 0.5% which is typically where we like to be. Like if we're doing a regular cut is like, like a 24 week cut, not a five week cut. Yeah. When you're at a five week cut, you want one to 2%. Plus a bit plus is like in the beginning stages of a calorie deficit, you can get really aggressive without any, you know, muscle wastage and even like well, psychological effects, you know, that's the purpose. That's the, also yep. the purpose of running a mini cut is with that. It's like, I find at least reading about it when you, when you kind of do it the right way, you're not actually wasting muscle because there's not enough time for the muscle to waste, to get used to it. So strength, literally like you only get five, like it's only five. And I think the people, and if I'm reading it right, I think I was looking at Mike Israel's thing on mini cuts. I think it's like, he's like six weeks max. He's like, don't go more than that because that's when fatigue, that's when actually the diet fatigue starts to hit and you're already causing a really big metabolic adaptation there. So you don't want the body to like adapt at six weeks. Like it, no, and you're creating all the stressors out the gate, you know, or you're, you're negating, sorry, you're negating all those stressors that would start to build up after six yeah, exactly. weeks, you know, yeah. from, just from dieting, whether that's natural or not. Yeah. Um, 
this uh this episode is going to be pretty fun. Um, yeah. Anthony and I, Anthony and I talked about this episode for a while, a little bit last week, and we just got talking about uh, how it seems like. And what's your sense on this? But as we've been doing these talks, it seems like there's a. I keep saying young, and that's not the word I want want to use. I want to use a better word because I actually don't mean young as in chronological age. Yeah. What I mean is length length of career. So coaches earlier in their career or you know just kind of like I coach a lot of uh intermediate uh to beginner coaches and they that group seems really interested in our content right now so I thought and then I was getting a bunch of questions last week in my Instagram like hey Dylan what book do you think I should read to be able to know what you know or like hey Dylan what uh course do you think is the best course that I could take to uh you know do what you do or hey dylan what's the best uh is there any supplement resources i can read to 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 learn this and i i fully understand the question like because that's i'm not shitting on it at all um you know like i want resources too but just sometimes the way these questions are being asked i thought man there's probably an opportunity here for us to talk a little bit about something that's not talked about very much actually in the industry which is like what it takes or our sense for what it takes to get to the place that we're trying to go as coaches and what it's taken to get to where we are now. Because I think that's a pretty cool perspective because I don't know, I like hierarchies. So I would say that you and I are probably, you know, midway in in the coaching hierarchy. We have a long way to go to get to, to the top, but we've also come pretty far. Like as far, as far as knowledge base. And I think that's a pretty, a middle stance is always kind of a nice place to have a discussion because we can talk about the things that we're looking off into the distance and what it's going to take or, or our uh, opinion of what it's going to take to get to where those things are. And we can help people understand some of the things that we had to do to get here. Because I, especially that part, I think there's a pretty big misconception um, because I know that this is very, very common, right? Where, like, I'm, I'm going to bring it back, but where people say, you know, they want to take a course or they want to uh, get an education seminar or something that's just kind of going to catapult them to a certain position. And as you know, that's not how it works. So I kind of had some questions for you. So, how long have you been really diving into the education side of trying to advance your coaching career? You know, and, and that can start off with like self-learning and then maybe moving into the different mentorships and, and coaches you've worked with, because that's a big part of learning too. Um, and maybe talk a little bit about, if you're comfortable with it, some of the dollars and cents that go with this. Because, you know, sometimes, uh, like I was talking to a, 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 someone at the gym the other day in person, and they were saying like, oh, geez, like it would be really nice. Uh, uh, they asked me specifically, like, what what's next for me? What course should I take to get to to how where you're at? And I kind of looked at them and I said, well, geez, you know, this is something that I've always been uh, not that comfortable talking about. But finances is a huge part of where you're going to be as a coach because I'll be totally transparent. I've always done pretty well for myself outside of my fitness career, mm-hmm. and then. When I got into my fitness career, thank God, uh, I, I didn't uh, 
obviously the beginning is rough like anything else. And I've eaten dirt before too, but I was always pretty lucky to be able to seem to get clients. And I was at least successful enough for where I, where I was supposed to be at the time. So I was reinvesting like tons, like thousands of dollars. And I just wanted to see if that was kind of your take. And then we can ask each other questions and kind of dive into what specific things those are. Yeah. I mean, price wise, if I want to give a price off the bat, probably in the last year, I mean, I've spent less than a lot of people have. A lot of the good coaches have. I probably spent close to like five, five, six grand just within the last, like, just within That's- since November of last year. So in just under the last like 10 months, uh, that includes also that includes my coaching with Mark too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, even though our check-ins are very small, it's very to the point, learning his methods, learning all that stuff through him and learning like why he makes changes. Like I kind of tried to figure that out myself. Like, like why, like why we add food here, why we did this, like things like that. Um, so I've easily spent close to five, six, $7,000 so far this past year. That includes all my mentorships, my books, um, courses. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it goes on so and on, right? It's, I love that you said that. Cause here's why. So, uh, if you don't mind, how, how old are you again? Just cause I don't want to screw it up. And this, this is relevant to what 23. Okay. So <clears throat> at 23, look at how much money you've already put into this and age is relevant here because just taking the difference between me and you most most i'm not saying all i know there's outliers and this is not an exact science but most 30 year olds are going to have a little bit more financial resources had they done any thinking uh, from 23 to 30 i mean things happen you know so it's 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 just not a rule of thumb but you know it's likely that a 30 year old is going to have a little bit more financial resources than a 23 year old and i was spending about that when i was your age every year pretty much and the scary thing is, or the fun thing, depending on how you look at it, that number is going to keep getting bigger as you have to keep yeah, exactly. getting more competent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like for me, you know, it started off five, six, seven thousand a year for the first two, three, four years. And then year five and six, that jumped up to like 15, 20,000 a year. And then the last two probably been about the same you know 20 maybe thirty thousand dollars in furthering education that's a lot you know like i've pumped i've pumped easily six figures into my head um in in the last seven years Mm -hmm. and that's a phd worth of school you know so like it's and i'm not i'm not comparing my knowledge to a phd that's not what i was trying to do i'm just trying to point out that when someone's looking at an issa course for 400 bucks and asking if that's going to be the thing that they can read or learn that's going to get them anywhere. It's, it's, and I'm not shitting on these things because they're important. They're stepping stones. So if you're listening to this, keep stepping, <laughs> you know, like yeah. hit one, but plan that that's not it. Now. A lot of people just like, start, a lot of people just stop at that step one. That's it. You know, and that's literally like the crumb. That's, that's just seeing the door from a mile away to even get into the space of being very competent to take a roster of people and change their life and help most of those people. And that, that takes, you know, obviously the demographic and and certain uh, demographics are not as complicated of cases, but even, you know, 
I helped mostly weight loss clients because that was just the, the, the path that I came from. That's not that easy of a demographic either. You know, like people box that up to like, that's just easy coaching, getting people that need to lose 100 to 150 pounds. Yeah. Said by someone who's never done that, you know, <laughs> said by someone, said by someone on the couch eating donuts, talking about, talking about how easy it is to lose weight. It's in it's well, and, or easy to coach that, you know, like, oh, you can do anything and they lose weight. Well, cause that was something I would often hear all the time. Right. Like, oh, well they just, it's like benign the things they have to do. And it's like, mm. well, Hey, I, I was 300 pounds. I know how it feels to go do uh, a half an hour of cardiovascular training, never mind weight training, you know, slow cardiovascular training. is like not the same as telling an athlete, like, let's do some pull-ups, like, you know, hey, like, there's go, a, like, and you also can't at that, at that with coaching, it's also coaching the mental too. Like, you know, so that much. Point, That's how that I got point, good at it. At that point, it's like, you can't tell someone to like, like, it's not like a whole thing of like with a lot of these, with a lot of the guys that we get, like more of the guys that are really serious into this thing. Um, it's like, suck it up, buttercup. It's like, that's what you signed. It's like, that's what you signed up for with those types of people or with lifestyle people. It's not sometimes in lifestyle cases, if they are more serious, Hey, you go down that route. But for a lot of people, you make it, you make it more simple for them. Like, that's the whole point. You're supposed to make fitness easy for them. So when they're done with you it's easy for them to follow like you don't just kind of like make it really complicated you work up to the complicated um and i find people i find there's always more coaches that will just be suck it up buttercup coaches than there will be teaching actually coaching the mentality of the person who's in front of you because i think that's also it's also a big thing and i mean like i'm not a a psychology major or anything at this point um, I took like one psych class in college when I was like a freshman, <laughs> um, but I've learned through like my own suffering and things like that, like how to actually like coach people interactions, like working at the bar, like dealing with drunk people. Like you get all these different personalities, like, especially like the regulars, like you would always kick out these regulars and like the same people and you kind of know how to handle each one of them. Like, it's like, you learn how to handle people. Um, especially in those situations, I think that's what's benefited me a lot. And even that I add is time. Like before I even started coaching, like I was a bouncer for like my first, whatever, like the past two and a half years prior, like 20, whatever, March of 20, 2018 to March of 2020. I mean, I was a bouncer, like for the most part, like that was my whole job. So yep. it's like, you really learned the how job to and behavioral that. studies. Yeah, it really was. Um, and it helped out cause my major was intelligence analytics. So that also helps in the coaching aspect. So, I mean, everything kind of plays a role. So if I want to add in my, my Penn state degree there too, that's an extra, however much oh, I, money I spent. I, on it. It's like, I definitely count that personally. It's a lot of people think a lot of people think it's so easy to coach and it's not, it's actually really, really difficult. And the results, like we've talked about, the results are not what people think it is. Like there's, there's some people who are genetically gifted who you get and they can, they can get six pack shredded abs. Like not everybody's like that. Everybody has a different start point. It's like mm-hmm. losing 20 pounds. is like a huge thing for anybody. Like losing 10 pounds. Like if you lose someone 10 pounds in like four or five months, consider that a big, that's actually a, that's actually being a pretty good coach at that point. 
I think especially if you're doing it consistently with with the roster. Sorry, you just I want to ask you a question because you said something before um, that where you said like you want to make fitness easy and you want them to have skills when they leave. Mm -hmm. So that's maybe why the suck it up method is not great for a lot of people. And and I would say that a lot of competitors actually don't even respond super well to that if there's no educational aspect behind it yeah like this is why we're going to do this besides just like i'm telling you to oh, do it absolutely. I said so. absolutely um so do you think that that is uh maybe something that we could work on raising the standards in the industry do you think there's still a lot of that going on like because i'll rephrase because what happens is i find when i'm getting clients and I get consults and obviously I have a questionnaire for my consults and someone will say like, Oh, I had this coach and this coach, or I worked with this person and this person. And I, I get excited because I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Cause like, they're going to know how, how, why, and what all these things are probably. <laughs> and I've, to be honest, been fairly disappointed for the most part, not all the time, but for the most part, I've been fairly disappointed when I get not in the client, but in the fact that they weren't taught, what in my opinion i teach lifestyle clients in the first three months you know so i was just like how how are coaches expecting people to carry out these results and maintain them like it's almost like people we're we're still stuck in this mindset of like just do what i say and then get the results and somehow you should have learned what to do through that process but like that's not you went to penn state to get a degree you didn't just walk around camp. Like you had things to do to learn specific things at certain yeah. times. Mm-hmm. It's laid out. It's not just do a third year class over here. And then tomorrow you can do a first year class over here in a different subject. It's not how it works because it's nonsense. It's not how we learn. Yeah. So do you think, do you see that too? Or am I alone in that? Or do you think? I mean, that's- honestly, I've honestly, I've never, I never had too many people that have had coaches. It makes sense in the most part because i have more of the younger generation so more than yep. people like my age where you know you're just getting into like if you're taking fitness seriously you you finally have the funds to finally be able to like hire a, yep. a coach um but for some that i did like they haven't been educated like and i think sometimes it also relies on the client too in a way um because you know it's not just the coach that has to educate we always we always educate it right but it's always sometimes it's like as a client, you have to intrigue yourself, like to ask the questions because the coach isn't just going to, the coach will educate and they'll explain why we're doing things. And like, this is how it's done. Like, Hey, why am I increasing calories here? I think that's the biggest thing that we probably have to teach. Hey, why we're making these macro changes. That's the biggest tip that's going to help anybody with sticking with fitness for the rest of their life is teaching. Hey, why are we, why are we decreasing? Like, what are you seeing? Like, these are the signs and symptoms that you might need to like start decreasing your calories, or these are why we need to start increasing calories. Like that's going to be the biggest tip. Of course, that overall is going to lead to the greatest return in value, right? Is teaching that simple, that simple, simple step of how to actually control your macros, because that's the part that a lot of people struggle with in general, right? Is that. Yeah. Well, that they, they, they had it because how many, how many times have you heard this? And let's say someone had a successful uh, prep or successful time working with a coach and then they're done and they kind of just, when they're done with the coach or the show, sometimes they just don't, they're not really into training for a while 
at all. Like they kind of just just take time off, which is fine if that's what you want to do. The point is, then they go back and they go, okay, I'm going to get back in the gym. I want to start, you know, a month passes by or three weeks, two weeks. And they're like, fuck, I want to get back into this. But they don't have the coach anymore. And the only thing they can do is go back to the meal plan or macros that they last had, because that's like the only thing that they had. That's the tool that they were last left with. And the only thing that they can kind of grip to for stability, I guess. Yeah, It's actually crazy because I actually have a sheet. A lot of my clients, don't. they see this, but they don't click on it. I have a sheet that I put my own notes in. So I'll be like, hey, like this week, like for each check-in, I'll have like a red thing. If I change something in their macros, I'll be like, add it 15 grams. I'll say like, why? And so if they look back, they'll have access to that. And they'll be able to like get like all the, they'll be able to see all the changes. Oh, that we made that's and, super like, handy. And why we made changes. Like, it's not just like, like, like sometimes it is just, Hey, I'm added more food because it seems like your body's ready for more food. But it's like, how do you know the body's ready for more food? Like what's the signs? Sometimes with coaching, honestly, I feel like a lot of people don't know this sometimes. And you, and you're definitely in this boat too. Sometimes I'm just smiling like a, right now. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a throw it on the wall and see if it sticks type type method. Um, there's a lot of things like that where, you know, when you have to learn someone's body, you do have to try and throw things on the wall and see what sticks because that's the whole purpose of figuring out the end of one formula for that person. Right. Is like, we can all start on our basic things that we have, but then we have to go down different methods and you kind of just like throw things on the wall and see if it sticks. So I might increase like 15 grams of carbs with this person. And this person might only need, this person might respond better, which is maybe like a five to 10 gram jump. Like people respond better to different jumps in macros too. Like, Hey, you might respond better to fats, but you wouldn't know that unless you actually try to throw it on the wall and try that first. So I find, I find that like when I have that tool, like of just being able to put that, of put that sheet together of just like showing them, Hey, this is actually the changes you've made. Like you could see your average coming down and we've, we haven't made a macro change for this long because we put you in a solid deficit where you're losing a pound a week. Like we put you in the best deficit possible. And it's like, Hey, this is why you don't need to change calories every single week. Like if you're seeing your weight go down, you're not seeing a ton of red marks. I'm saying the less red marks, honestly, the better, the less that I'm changing food, and this has been a whole thing. The less that I'm changing things, the absolute better. Of course, you know, like I said in the beginning, your, your first thing, there might be more red marks because we're trying to really learn. Like there's always like an ups and downs, like different types of levels going different places um, to see what your body can handle and what it does best with. Um, but I find that education is just lacked. And like my plan, at least with DCC, we have a whole weapon packet now. Um, this is one thing that I didn't have when I was on my own. That's probably benefited me a ton from joining them is it already brings in the education on the digestion, on the sleep, on the stress management, like, but I add more details to the plan. So if I scroll down, there's like things on how to set up proper sleep environment, what to look out for, like the low hanging, like I'm about to make a post say on low hanging fruit. Like you teach people how to, how to grasp at the low hanging fruit, which is typically sleep stress management macros and um how to properly like you know the low-hanging fruit with digestion like meal timing um like chew your food things like that like all those basic things 
you're going to leave them off with a ridiculous amount of value that if they put it to use, they'll be successful. So I find giving everything away, like right from like, and a lot of people are like, oh, isn't this going to overwhelm the people? Yeah, but half the time they don't read that. They read half the time the people are worried about, hey, what's my, what's this supplement? What's that supplement? Like, what's these things like? That goes along with explaining it as time goes on, of course. But um, I find like you'll introduce topics in each check-in. It will come up and I'll be like, hey, scroll down to your, scroll down to your sheet on number, scroll down to your plan. And there it goes. And like, it goes over this for you, but ask as many questions as you, as you have. Because like I said, I think that's where the foundational education is. Right. And it's for that. And for us coaches, like where, how did we get our education? Um, at least in the mentorship that I'm in, and I'll bring up the one with Austin Stout because that's the one I've been in for almost a year. Um, our email threads, we have like a hundred, we have like, man, we have so many different threads. We have like a digestion one that we went over. We had a blood work one. We had a females, female hormone issues one. Um, we had a PEDs one. We have a training one. And some of these, some of these threads are like 120, 200 emails long. And how are they that long? There's not that many lessons. We do like one lesson a week because I'm consistently looking back at things and consistently asking questions. Like that's how you, that's how you truly learn, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's getting on the hunt for yourself. Right. Yeah. And you said something a while ago that I want to just not let die quickly. Um, Cause we talked about this before off air and you said, sometimes you just have to throw shit at the wall and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And when you and I were talking about that, we got talking about that. And I, I, I told you that I said, man, feels weird. Cause in the last year, it feels like that's all I do. Like I'm running on, a lot of instinct now, you know, and, and what's crazy is I want to, so I don't want to make myself sound like a more competent coach than I am because no, no, I'm serious. You know, like it's important to me, you know, like I don't think I'm at the top of the heap and no. I don't, and, and, and I have a long way to go to get there. Same. And I hire, I hire people that are, that I think are to teach me. Uh, literally I'm, I've, I'm paying two people thousands of dollars right now to teach me more. But the point of that is when, like that's some of the only way that you can learn. And I find a lot of coaches that are starting out are very scared to do that. And I fully get the, the whys behind it and, and all of that. But I found myself, it was so interesting that you brought this up because I thought, geez, that's weird after the week I had, because probably 10 times I send voice notes to clients around updates or problems. Like, hey, I'm having this digestion thing, my biofeedback, you know, all these, all these kind of troubleshooting questions I dealt with this week. And I, I would send a voice note back and say, this is what we're going to do. And then I, I know my clients pretty well now. So the ones that I was talking to, I would even say, and I know you're going to ask me why I, that we're doing this. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I'm not quite sure yet. I have a hunch. I have a theory and I have a hypothesis. Yeah. So we're going to try this and then I will, and this is my thoughts on what could happen, like A, B, or C kind of thing. And if A, B, or C happens, then we will go to D, E, or F, yeah. you know, we'll pivot to something else based on which one of those letters or numbers uh, this specific update ends us up on. And clients, uh, I used to be scared to say, I don't know, or I'm not sure. And now I do all the time. And clients... That's what, 
you know, it's like, or if I tell someone, like I told someone this morning, I, I'm dealing with a new colitis case. Um, so where she went through a pregnancy mm-hmm. and probably had some mild, because I've coached her pre-pregnancy and through, so I've coached her. She's one of my long-term clients been like three, three, four years. And she went through the pregnancy and obviously we weren't training and stuff. And we were just, it was a different nutritional focus. Like we're trying to make sure she grows a healthy fetus, not, not just be jacked. So then a year later, she gets back into training. Everything is different, bro. Like how her body responds to what type of training, to what foods, her pregnancy really ramped up her colitis, you know, or like she had, must've had some mild stuff before. Um, And now it's like, semi-severe so it's it's become a complicated case but with the she asked me a question this morning or yesterday morning and i said hey that's a good question i'm not sure let me look into it because there's a couple things i'm not sure specifically about this and i don't want to be wrong and she said thank you very much i knew you'd look into it and it's like that's all it takes rather than me just like making something up or trying to sound smart which admittedly i've done in the past when I coached in the past, I had a hard time not doing that because it feels like, client. It feels yeah, like it feels not, like that's, that's what you're there for. Like, yeah. what are you here for? You clown then, you know, if you can't, if you can't answer my questions. And I think a lot of coaches that are just starting out or just getting into it, or maybe only into it a little while, they feel that way. But honestly, you'd be surprised at how far uh, just, you know, telling your clients like, Hey, this is, this is where I'm at with this. And uh, I know some, uh, especially they know that I have good connections. They know I can reach out to you. They know I can reach out to 10 other people and have a back and forth with someone who's going to have probably a pretty good idea about what it is that I'm looking for. Exactly. Cause I had this yesterday. So um, I had a client have a gut issue, just like they noticed it at like the last meal of the day. And then they coughed up powder. Like they took a supplement, then they coughed up powder and then they got a really bad, they woke up at like 1am with like really bad, like stomach pain and digestive issue. Yeah. And I was like, it was, they were like, yeah, I probably ate some strawberries that probably weren't like as fresh as I thought they were. And then also this thing with probably a cracked, cracked p- cracked pill or something like that. I was like, yeah, that probably one, two combo really hit you, really kind of hit your gut pretty hard. And I was like, that's probably what it's from. So just take it easy today. And I was like, I was like, I have no clue what this is from. And I legit <laughs> went to him and I was like, I honestly have no clue what this could be from. So I reached out to my, reached out to one of my friends, one of my friends who's a coach. And I was just like, hey, have you seen this before? Where like, you know, this just randomly like pops up. Like they never had an issue. And now they just have like an issue all of a sudden. And they're like, yeah, it's probably, and I told them the scenario and they were like, yeah, it's probably just the combo of both. And I was like, oh, okay. Made me feel a lot better saying like, saying that because I said that to the person. I was like, it's probably just the combo of both, but I don't know. So I'll check. I'll see what if other people have seen this. And I think that does go a long way because, you know, it's not humiliating. It's more like appreciative of the client because then their question, they know they're going to get an answer and they know they're going to get the right answer. Because if you tell someone, Hey, I'm going to look for this. I mean, we probably go to the ends of the earth looking for questions, like, like to find answers to things. And it's like, you could go deep dive and then you find the answer and then it just deep dives you into that topic even farther. <laughs> I lose so much track of time after answering questions of my athletes. So I'll just like, I'll like answer it. I'll give them the answer. And then I keep going back into the subject. and I keep diving down into it. Um, 
but a lot of people truly don't truly don't know though that like they said like coaching is a lot of instinctual now like a lot of my things are not i have a pat like like i said i kind of have like i i have a very formula of success i would say you have a framework right you build an individual framework as a coach that that sort of you understand the way you know like your interpretation of energy balance and progressive overload and all the stuff that we know as let's say you know objective facts are slightly subjective because the way that you're going to take that interpret it and then teach it to other human beings through vocabulary and or typing which there's something lost in translation there so it's like well the way that your clients are getting stuff is going to be a little bit different and just to nail the point that you said about it's not humiliating when this happens when you have to tell your clients like, Hey, I'm not quite sure, but I'll find out. It's also not giving people the, the credibility of the intelligence to the client, because when your clients hired you or my clients hired me, at least my sense of this is they probably didn't look at our fees and our experience and our rosters and go, Oh, that's the smartest coach ever. He's going to know everything for sure. Yeah. Do, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean the content you... I put the content I post. You would think I'm like the smartest. Like, if someone looked at my content, they would probably they probably never heard about half the things before, and they're probably like, "Oh my god, this kid probably knows everything." Like, like no one's ever posted about methylation, and I'm like, I post about methylation. I think it's like such like a deep down topic that they'd be like, "Oh, this kid knows everything." I'm like, I know, I know maybe a third of what other coaches have, and the reason why I know a third is experience goes so much farther than any sort of knowledge does. I think that's why we brought in the instinctual part. Well, to be honest, I actually think you and I have a pretty similar amount of educational knowledge. Yeah. You know, um, but I have a little bit more experience. Uh, you, and a I little think, bit more. Get the fuck out of here. You have like so much No, more. but <laughs> I, I think what that does is it, it actually – it just allows you to move a little quicker and not uh, be so stuck on your decisions. And I'm not, that's not a slight, that's a, that's a good thing. Cause when you're, when you're figuring it out, it's also not, uh, it's not pragmatic to just try to do things you're not ready to do with instincts, you know, like also listening to this going, well, fucking, I'm just going to start throwing everything at the wall. No, there's a, you gotta, you know, it's like when you've coached a certain amount of people and you know, like, oh, geez, I did this 40 other times in the last 10 years and 36 of them, it worked out pretty good. I'm okay to throw that ball at the wall, but yeah. like, have, have I never done it ever or had it never worked ever? It's like, I might pitch that a little differently than I would pitch exactly. something that's been success at a 95%. Exactly. That's what, that's what I think like, like when you get like the serious guys, like the guys who have like the more muscle, like they're very much intermediate and they're, they're in that intermediate, but like edging towards that, they keep edging towards that advanced They're growing towards that stage. Um, I've never had a truly advanced person, I would say. Um, Me neither. Because I consider advanced very, very far intermediate yep. after the first few years. And to get from intermediate to advanced is such a long span. Yeah. But when you get those intermediate guys who have built that, who have built that newbie muscle, who have done the tricks of the trade already, who have who have played with their volume, who have played with their things, and they come to you, 
you kind of know how to handle all those cases are very much very very similar because like like i said there's kind of those suck it up buttercup type of clients where like they're there if they take it very seriously they have very very similar tendencies with every single aspect of it and within that i mean i call them the very prototypical client that you would want right the guys who kind of know most of the things but their ego kind of gets in the way just a tad and then like you kind of have to like educate them a little bit but you know the same strategies work for all of them because that's what the framework the framework kind of fits them pretty well whereas if like you said like I have a cyber case, my first ever cyber case. You think I'm just going to throw shit at the wall on that? No, Absolutely I'm going to coordinate with my mentor every single week <laughs> on check-ins and be like, okay, hey, this is what her check-ins are. What do you, this is what I see as the next move. And then I get their thoughts on what I think of what is the next move. So that I can learn from them over, hey, this is what we would, this is what you should be doing. Because it's like, I've never handled that before. Like, I don't have any experience of throwing it at the wall. Like, there are going to be times, of course, where you're not going to be able to get that experience of throwing it at the wall and you just have to try it. Like, your first prep, like, I will always say, if, like, if I'm ever, like, whenever I get the chance to prep someone for the first time, I mean, no doubt it's going to be under the guidance of a mentor or some other coach of some sort. Um, because, hey, I don't know what I'm, I don't know. Like, like I know, like I, like I'm a fan of bodybuilding. I know what to look for, but I never coach someone to the stage. So it's like, I'm going to of course find a coach that's coached someone to the stage and like, help me guide, like help me guide them to the stage. But like, I mean, like I'll be the main coach, so I'll be making all the decisions, but they'll be helping me like correct my decisions. This is what they're seeing and stuff like that. So I developed the I because like you, like you said, eventually it's all just, like, like it's all just clockwork when it comes to like, unless it's like a hormonal case, like, like you said, it's all just throwing things at the wall and like going along with what biofeedback says. Yeah. The body, the body speaks. And then you try to listen and you try to use some anecdote and you try to use some instinct and you put all those things in a basket and you make it into an arrow and you shoot it at a target and you hope that you hit something <laughs> resembling a bullseye, Exactly. you know, with, with our, uh, with our hyperlink group of coaches, I always, always, always try to give um, credit where credit is due because I find that I, when I was your age, I didn't do a very good job of that. I would try to keep credit for myself so that people thought I was more intelligent than maybe I am. And, uh, you know, I, I broke that habit and I'm so happy I did. So with our group of coaches, um, people will oftentimes ask me and some of my clients have asked me like, what value do you get personally, the ones that are closer to me that feel comfortable past this, from working with this group of people? You know, within the, what, what value does it provide to you? And I'm always very open and honest at saying like within our group, yeah, training, functional medicine and nutrition that evolves around functional medicine, AAS, uh, you know, maybe hormonal cases, gut health cases, I'm probably, you know, the top of that hierarchy, but that's not everything. You know, like I'll always use uh, our, our, our uh, founder and head coach, Megan. Megan knows literally everything. Well, she knows so much about uh, all the categories of posing, you know, like in bodybuilding, right from bikini all the way to, to men's bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. And, and 
she's a registered judge and she knows judges. So when I was obsessing about learning about hormones or training uh, uh, anatomy, that's what she was learning about. You know, it's like the suits, the tans. And I always tell my clients, like, in the grand scheme of things, I know about 2% of fuck all about all of that, to be honest, because I'm not a decorated competitor. I've only been on stage four times. So, like, and it, I, it's not my favorite part of it. Hence why I learned what I learned. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like, that's massive value. Because what you just said, I think people miss that. Where, like, just because you know how to make someone lose weight that's not bodybuilding you know like or just because you know how to control macros or you know run an energy balance that's not just the only part of bodybuilding there's a lot of parts that go into a successful prep from starting off at your starting point to being with your tan on stage going through your routine and there's lots of stuff in there that i still have to really learn you know yeah. like really learn to be a successful prep coach and I'm okay taking my time. Like the thing is now, and I think what I respect about you at your age so much, why I was drawn to you is uh, your humility and your ability to accept the fact that you've done a pretty good job of getting to where, you at, where you're at, uh, especially for your chronological age. But you're so okay with knowing that like, ah, I don't care. I have five years to, to, be, to get to that next gate let's say and you just you just look at it like wow all i have to do is these next five things that are going to cost a bunch of money and a year at a time and then i'll be at that gate and that's such a a a thing that i'm proud of you for because it took me a lot of years to learn how to kind of set my work ethic up to just keep hitting milestones you know don't worry about the five years because i would try to envision myself standing two feet in front of that five-year gate and thinking what can I do today? What can I post today? What can I say today? What can I learn today? <laughs> Who can I pay today <laughs> to get to get to that gate now? To get to and that it doesn't gate. work. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, you know. No. It it really works step by step, one foot in front of the other. As uh, cheesy as that is, well, I think that's what I've learned most from you. Is like, it's like you've kind of you've acknowledged my age with it, but like I know where you've been. And I know where you've come from and the amount of it's more so like a comfort, like talking with you, like whenever, like whenever we chat, it's like, I always think I'm doing the wrong thing. And it's like, every time I pass something by you, it's like, yeah, that's kind of, that's right. And I was like, interesting, but it's like getting that backbone. Like you're kind of like the backbone there. And I think it's like having having your experience and everything about you. Like, I mean, you're, I mean, LOL, we're going to go back right to it. I mean, your humility is also pretty much there. I mean, you're now, I haven't heard you. I haven't heard, I haven't heard you say anything selfish since like we've ever chatted. So it's like, it means a lot to me because I work on it hard. I I struggled with my ego. Uh, yeah. A lot. I'm the, I'm the asshole that will always say I in the two of us because I'm 23 and I know I will just say something that will be, um, <laughs> I try to get all the attention because isn't that what a typical 23 year old tries to do? <laughs> tries to, tries to get all the attention. Right. So, um, no, but you make it so you make it so like you kind of keep me on the path too of it. 
So I think it's well, like, I'll do my best to keep there. you from straying. Because you've been there, though. But you've been there, and you, but you also allow me to make the mistakes that I'm making. Because I think that's super important in people. I think that's so, that's like, that's the part that's the most important. Is I think that professionals uh, are really scared to make mistakes, and social media doesn't help this because, you know, like, X competitor gets put on a 1200 calorie diet and X competitor for some reason thinks that that is going to kill them or, or that it's no good. And then they're on the social media trash talking, Oh, this coach knew nothing because they did this one thing. And it's like, well, anytime we take a whole entire contest prep and we pull one piece of context out of probably a thousand and then focus in the ability or cognizant of that person on that one thing Mm -hmm. i don't think that does us any good i'm really good at zooming out ideas you know so when i look at something like that i'm like hey well what happened for the first 20 weeks of prep like where was the adherence where was the accountability where was the training that's why i never trash a coach that's why i never trash another coach you've never seen me unless i've seen someone do something that is completely like heinous to someone I will never trash someone, even if, and people are going to hate me because they're going to be like, well, you don't, you don't disagree with 1200 calorie diets. I do for the most part. Well, as a blanket statement, just sitting here talking to you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like absolutely. But like in a contest prep prep where you're told where you sign up to, and you told your coach, I'll do anything to win. And you decide to fuck off on some weeks and you ended up on a 1200 calorie diet. Like you can't, you can't blame the coach because that that coach was put in that was put in that spot to make that decision because of your mistakes. So that's why I never I never look at things unless I get the full picture. Like if I've gotten the full picture, and then they put them on that for no reason, absolutely. Then I'll say, yeah. fuck that. Then then yeah, then we can like, have a conversation about but, how that's not the smart play. But if you but if you force the hand of a coach to do that then it's like it's like what the fuck then like you can't like that's what i said yesterday i said look in the that's why that's why the twitter post i put out the other day i was like look in the mirror i was like have you truly been following everything 100 percent? have you trained the hardest i loved that post by the way follow have you followed your macros like have you truly did you hit your cardio did you hit your steps like have you given everything effort because all those things go into the coach's decision. I think people don't understand why, why, some, why some people end up going backwards with coaches. And it's because they just decide to not do anything. Or why, like we've always talked about, why does it take so many people so long to transform? Because some people get that thing right away. And some people, it takes a really hard look in the mirror after a few months of being with that coach, after that coach has told them to take a look in the mirror, that, like, then it changes. Like, that's why. Because, you know, we coaches put so much money into our education. Like, you've heard us talk about we've, we've spent five, we spent four, we spent four, five figures on coaching, on education, continued education. Like, my mom... My funny thing is my, I told my mom about my educational opportunity I have that I'm giving next Thursday. And she's like, she, they're like, and my parents are like, Oh, what are you giving? What are you giving education on? And I'm like, 
oh, everything like eternal health, like thyroid, like progesterone, like we're going to go into like digestion, what does cortisol do, like all these different things. And they're like, are you a doctor now? And I was like, I mean, I've probably done some things that doctors probably haven't been able to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a, slippery conversation, bro. I'm not getting myself into that one. (laughs) Like as a joke, like I was just joking with my parents and I was just like that. So people don't take that seriously because it's not, it's not actually serious. It was just a joke. They were like, are you a dog? And I was just like joking with them, but they were like, you really get that far into your education. I was like, yeah, I have. Well, and this is to, to segue, actually, because you made a good uh, click in my head here. So where I'm, the, where I'm looking at, out of 10, because we've, we've done this before, I think you had told me when I asked you, and I don't, I don't really remember, but I think I asked you once upon a time, real early, one of the first episodes we did, like, out of the hierarchy that you know is possible, because I know who you're coached by, and I know who you know, if that's the top, if that's 10 or somewhere near it, where are you? And I think you told me three or four. And I think I said four or five for myself at something like that. And yeah. we were right around that same spot, basically the middle. And I'm pretty comfortable saying that, I think. I mean, I don't know. I think so. But the point is the jump from five to 10, like where I got to go to be where my coach is after just uh, helping Ashley win her or, or get her uh, Olympia pro qualifier. Mm-hmm. this today yesterday is going to cost probably a quarter million dollars because i've kind of mapped it out like in my head and in, in my long-term planning of the targets i got it that i think i got to get to to do these things mm-hmm. and you know it's it's education it's going to be mentorships it's going to be uh you know, spending money on myself and my business to increase the roster size to gain experience. Because like you said, like Justin and Mark, like I don't actually know how many, like our coaches, I don't know how many athletes they handle, but like it's lots. So like they're, when you're just exposed to that much opportunity to have to make choices or figure shit out, especially if you're the right type of person. That's Because if you don't, (laughs) if you don't know something, uh, you gotta, you gotta go find out, you know, like I, I made this tweet one time that was like how to increase your IQ. Step one, when you go throughout the day and you realize that you don't know three or four things at your job or just your general life that you were curious about. Step two, go home after work and learn the answers to those things. Step three, repeat every day forever you will be way more competent at life when that's done. And for some reason, I have no idea why, uh, I got instilled or blessed with that curiosity since I was like five years old. (laughs) And that's helped my coaching career and it's nothing I've had to blossom. It's nothing I've had to, um, you know, spend money on. It's just there. Like, I won't sleep, you know? (laughs) Like, I've told stories to you before where it's like, man, the right person asked me something at a time where I didn't feel I was fit to be even talking to what this person was asking me. And it was like, Holy f- man, I better learn everything about this by the morning. <laughs> you know, it's like no sleep tonight. Yeah. <laughs> just like learn everything I can about this. Yeah. You just, you just do it, man. I don't, you just get into that zone. You just kind of like our flow, our flow state is fitness. Like, like for some people, it's not that. 
in all reality, like invest in what you want to do. Like we want to coach. Like, I mean, I want to coach. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, like, well, I do know why, but like, it's just so interesting to me, you know, like it, it's everything about it is just interesting to me. And it's hard. Sometimes when I have these conversations, like my fiance is really into fitness now, uh, but you know, her friend group and her family and stuff, is not because she's not in the fitness industry she just does it as a hobby yeah and because it makes her feel good and etc so like her i'm exposed since being with her i've been way more exposed to like normal people i'm air quoting <laughs> that because ev- ev- everyone's a normal person so th- don't take that the wrong way uh it just like people that aren't counting their macros every day and people that because that's like all was in my life for probably five years straight that's yeah all the people that I had in my circle and it's really interesting to get sort of that outside perspective of what it is that we do because I know that some of the conversations I have people look at me like this shit interests you like (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like you you pay to learn that stuff (laughs) but I've I've just been really curious I think because my I feel like uh this is maybe getting a little bit personal but that's okay my uh my upbringing was very forced, let's say, or I didn't have a lot of choices and things. And the body that I had for the first 20 years, forced is maybe not the right word, but I, a result as of a, the force. Yes. Uh, it, it was something I had no idea, no cognizance over, but it was happening to me mm-hmm. or for me, not by my own choices, really. Like, yes, they were, but the choices. That I, the tools that I was given to build something were only going to build me a couple things and they were what I got. Yeah. So uh, now I'm very, very much like anything I can learn that can give me an idea of how I can have more control over my autonomous being, whether that be my mind or my body, just really interests me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so much so I mean, that I would learn, I would probably have spent the same amount of money on all of this stuff that we just talked about. <laughs> if I didn't coach one person, maybe not quite all of it, but I bet you 75% of it, I would have still done. Cause when I think back, even if I was just training and I love training just for me, and I just had the stores, didn't coach anyone. Well, hell, that's what I did do. Most of the money that I spent was in the last two years and I didn't have a roster. I was just, yeah, I, I just buy a shit ton of books, bro. That would be that'd be what <laughs> my I'd ebook be section. I should give you my uh my Google Drive ebook you should. Uh, link you should. because you it's you it's, it's very large. <laughs> I could I could use that. <laughs> we'll help a we'll help a a, str- a struggling I'll pay, young I'll pay a, coach. I'll pay, a, I'll, I'll, pay a, I'll pay a subscription fee. Um, <laughs> honestly, good. if you guys because we didn't even touch on this because I mean we meant to touch on it. If you guys truly want to learn, start with books. And start with subscription sites because they're yep. going to be your cheapest options. Like, like mentorship is a few is like, you got to go through. Like I, I, like I always say mentorship is great to have. I got mine a year after I started like a year of coaching. Like I did like, which is, which, which is really I, good, which is fine. I failed plenty of times, but now, yep. but from like being in the mentorship and learning all what I've learned, I know where I went wrong with some of those things and I know what I could have done differently from like the get go or like to, to actually optimize things now. Um, 
So I do those things so often. Like I'll go back and I'll kind of look at what we did and I'll make like case, like little case studies of what I would do now compared to what I did then. Um, but start with like subscription sites. I mean, they're usually like each one's like 10 bucks a month. Like, unless you get like the muscle mentors one, which is like a hundred bucks, but that's more so for, for coaches. Um, yeah. Cause the Victor has two also, he has like, yeah, he, ha- he has a full on mentorship and then he has prep coach. So this is my mentor. He has prep coach Academy, which is 110 my my canadian dollars so it might be 100 us that makes sense 99 or 89 us dollars yeah but that's like unless you're actually coaching bodies that's too complex like if yeah. you've never you have to know all the pharmacological terms you have to know all the anatomical terms already otherwise it's not going to be of any use because you're just going to be learning trying to learn the lingo and the the uh, shop talk so to speak uh, it's going to be too hard and then he has one that's like 12 dollars a month and it's called Masterclass or something, something like that. And that one's like more of an introduction thing, kind of like JP's, where you yeah. get it, you know, broken down very nicely. You listen to videos and it helps you learn the terms, the basic uses, basic programming, basic energy balance, because those are all the prerequisites that you're going to have to understand to go to a mentor. A mentor is, well, none that I've worked with and none that I want to work with. I would suspect are going to want people coming to them asking questions like what's an energy balance or you know what I mean? Just like basic yeah, questions. You don't, don't want to know energy balance. You got to go in knowing energy balance and knowing how to do all those things. Because if you can't get the basics right, then coaching is not for you because right. the foundational, the foundational pieces like no matter what people want to say. And like we went over last week, the foundational piece is energy balance. Like in all aspects of it, energy balance is one of the foundational keys that you have to understand. And it's a waste of time for the mentorship. I find like me and Austin started off with gut health. Like, <laughs> like it did. Yeah, start that's, off a, with, that's a, that's jumping off of a cliff. Yeah. And that's it's a- not like, <laughs> Well, I was having, I had some clients with gut health issues at that time. So we kind of made it a really priority to kind of just do that. I mean, we could have started off with blood work first, probably would have probably been a way better place to start off. Um, but, you know, knowing like, like if I did, like if I went in without that, like, it's like, okay, how do you set up frameworks then out of that? Like, like then it starts, like, that's where the questions come in. Like, how do you start up frameworks? This is what you do. Like, there's not. You can't, it's just like a waste of time if you don't go through a little trial and error. Like we talked about, a lot of coaching now for us is a lot of sticking things, is throwing things at the wall and hoping that they stick. Like it's not, like we use, we use what we're learning in the mentorship plus our anecdotal experience. Like That's correct. The, and the mentorship won't give you all the answers. The mentorship gives you the education. You have to apply it. No matter I love that what, you said that. No matter what, anything that we've talked about with education, how much we've spent, it doesn't make it worth it if, unless you actually know how to apply it. Like, so this is, a, this is a good example of a course that I took called RTS. Are you familiar with RTS? Resistance Training Specialist. Yeah, it's yeah, Tom yeah. Purvitz. Uh, it's, it's, this is the one that, this is the one that uh, Joe Bennett always uh, talks about. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so it's a, uh, 
what was really interesting, and I fit right in this this category too, and I know Joe's talked about this, and I've talked about it with Joe. When you go to an RTS uh, uh, a seminar, a clinic yeah. course, you look around and you think, man, at least I thought this, and I know Joe told me a similar thing. Like, geez, I'm, I was thinking about myself at the time being like 160 pounds, thinking like, I'm one of the more jacked guys here. This is weird. And then when the course, and that was just like a thought. And then all of a sudden, two days into, you know, the first piece of the course, or when you later down the phase two or phase three, it doesn't matter. You start to realize that like, oh, this is really nerdy shit. And it's a, it's a physics course, basically. It teaches you about resistance profiles, force production, strength curves, and all that cool fun stuff that I use now. Uh, or, But what it didn't do is teach me that like, oh, this is how you reverse band this hex squat to maximize this. Come over here to this arsenal. I'm going to show you how to reverse. Mm -hmm. No, it's none of that. You have to take the information you learned and try it out. And because I was so curious, I'm okay with sticking shit all over in the gym. You know, like I'll put shit upside down or fucking hang upside down. If I think something might might stimulate a muscle, I'll try it. I'm just you know, gonna I'm release. Not... I'm just gonna release on my spine. I'm gonna release. I'm just gonna <laughs> stretch out my spine. I'm gonna make myself like three inches taller. I'm just gonna hang upside down. Uh, well, you know, so yeah. I'm I'm okay to to get in there. But like you said, it's you have to take the information learned and with some good judgment and a good hypothesis hopefully aim it in the right direction and see what happens and that that was one thing that people are going to ask me about a biomechanics course i always recommend n1 over rts even though rts is chasm wouldn't like this but it's a, it's a little bit more complex and a little bit definitely deeper into the knowledge side of things not with the programming because it's n1 covers all of it but just in the biomechanics side itself but chasm teaches people how to like actually utilize this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like movements. He talks about movements yeah. and everything with it. And like how to it's actually not just like, like learning in a classroom looking at, you know, degrees of flexion or extension you know on, a, piss, on a whiteboard. You know, a, you know what I'm pissed about right now? The the what? Uh, Jordan Shallow is actually at my gym right now doing a uh, a seminar that I didn't sign up for. <laughs> really? Yeah. And you know what's funny is I know Jordan pretty well. He's from Canada. Yeah, I know. I had him on the podcast too, like a long. Did while you? Ago. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. We should have him back on. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, he, can, he'd come on for sure. If we can link it up. Oh, I can get him on here for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should have went so I could have met him because last yeah. time, last time we did it, I think it was in I think it was in like I think it was in like Australia or something like that. Like the last time I had him on the show. Yeah, well, he uh, he was traveling there a lot because he does a lot of uh, seminar work there too. He had some some stuff with uh different people in different gyms but he's from ontario actually he's a really really nice guy he's, he's very really very he's, very he's really educated he was uh he has a good biomechanics course too he has a really good very good postscript it's very good or prescript postscript prescript 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 uh prescript yeah I've, I've never taken any of it i know that it is it's it's less hypertrophy focused than something like n1 it's not saying that it doesn't have uh, those pieces in it, but from my understanding of it, it's because he's a very elite powerlifter. There's some powerlifting stuff, which yeah, is yeah. great to show you how to leverage strength. There's a lot of correctional stuff. He's big on like uh, hip and pelvis corrections. He's really good at that. Most yeah. of our hips and pelvises don't function at all properly, including my own. 
you know so like I remember him getting me to do like you know one-legged windmills and stuff and then just being like your your rotation at your hips is shit and your stability <laughs> at your hips is shit or doing like bird dogs or all these you know cor- correctional <laughs> moments I I didn't strive at that part <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um but I had him on a while ago like back man I couldn't remember back in like June or something we recorded June or July of last year that's fun yeah so maybe we'll get him back on maybe we'll maybe we'll have a coach now, now that we're doing this thing for real too uh I, I can exploit some some people to come on yeah. here it's gonna be yeah, a good we time should, we should get some training people on this show um we should definitely get that but next week guys um because i think we kind of wrap this all up yeah that's great um for me next week guys um oh no because it's not coming out next week is it no it's not um we're gonna announce this later but i think next week uh do you want to do a q a should we, should we that's should what we, i was thinking it was should yeah, we, yeah should we allow Let's some questions and answers for the people i think that'd be um, fun i think it would be uh it would also give us an idea of where the demographic is uh, yeah. uh, for the, our listener base because you know based on the questions that we get we'll be able to kind of get a, a pattern or or, yeah, or an idea should, of where of what we should talk about yeah. what we could talk about more you know if you get it's like we talked about right it's like anecdote if you get eight questions and they're kind of all about you know the mindset of failure training or, or this or that thing it's like wow people are really hungry for that uh, for us to ha- speak on that so that we should include that more yeah most definitely um so if you guys thank you guys for listening to this whole episode um technically we're supposed to go more into details of like money and like what and like what books we've read and stuff like that and like what educational courses we've taken um we'll, we'll maybe touch on that in the future if you guys want to ask if you guys want to ask that question I kind of purposely left it like as we got talking, I just sort of reduced the amount of verbal diarrhea I was trying to, because I thought, well, <laughs> to, to say like, oh, this one, go through 20 courses and the name in a, in a, in an audio based podcast with no video and I can't show pictures and stuff like they're going to forget all that yeah, stuff. Exactly. They can just reach out to us if they want to know like the specific courses or mentorships that we've done or found value for certain things. I mean, we're we post, easily accessible we, for that. We post about it all the time on our stories anyway. So definitely, if you guys have it, like if you guys don't follow us, I don't know what you guys are doing. I mean, I don't get how you guys find the podcast if you don't follow me. So <laughs> you can see me. Yeah, you can see me uh, fail in the bottom of my pendulum if you hurry up and get to the story. Yeah. <laughs> so um, well, it's not going to be out today, but um, yeah, we'll true. have to post some videos up. Um, it's going to been it's been a while, uh, but no, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we thank you all for the feedback that you guys have given so far for this for this podcast. Um, yes, Coach's Corner. Um, you guys have absolutely loved all the episodes that me and Dylan have come out with so far. Um, so, like we said, this is going to be a mainstay. Uh, there might be a few guest episodes sprinkled in there if we can get if we can get a solid guest episode um on a saturday um i know it's usually tough to get guests on a saturday so we might have to work out some things with schedules and stuff like that if we have to um maybe we'll get some cool training people um i know some people Dylan knows some people um we'll gladly get some guests on here um to join us for the coaches corner um we know of two absolute elite coaches that we are both coached by that would probably love to join us in these conversations as well um so maybe we'll possibly get them on i know i've already asked mark to come on the podcast a few times now um so we're definitely going to do an episode with him especially if both of us bug 
like we have to center in on one of them at a time. If we both message <laughs> just Nats? literally at what the is, same message, what same minute. What is like? What is be throwing like? What is be throwing messages in the DMs? Like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What is throwing in the WhatsApp? Like, hey, like ignore them on the WhatsApp. Like, <laughs> same time every day at one p.m. We're sending the same every message. day at one p.m. <laughs> to yeah. both of them. <laughs> hey, you want to come on our podcast? Hey, you want to come on the podcast? Want to come on the podcast? Come join us. Um, you know, no. um, just before just before we wrap up too, I. I, I kind of want to just say for myself that yes, uh, you know, it's always interesting when you listen to media or people on social media, because you said, just said something that gave me an idea where you said, you know, you wanted to thank everyone for all the feedback that uh, they've given us on, on Coach's Corner, the episode that we've done together. And Anthony, that's not just the marketing. Uh, like, you know, it, I, I know yeah. that a lot of times. So I've been the influencer before, keep in mind, you know, and, and I despise <laughs> everything about that. Like I, I marketed like that. So in the past, and uh, this is not that, uh, you know, when Anthony and I kind of decided to do an episode and then we got talking more and thought like, Hey, maybe we could do it. I talked to a lot of people. I talked to my fiance, close friends, Anthony. And I was like, geez, you know, hit me straight. Like, do you think I'm really, am I ready for that? It, like if it's something I'm going to do, I want it to be well presented and, you know, I don't want to just kind of do it to do it. I'm not saying it has to be the biggest show on the planet, but I want there to be value found in it. Yeah. Otherwise it's just not something I'm, I'm passionate about. And everyone was like, no, I think, I think you've, you're in a really good spot and there's a lot of value there. I'm so blown away. And, and I want us to say thank you to everyone who listens because I'm so blown away by the amount of people that are positively responding to this truthfully uh, it's something it's really yeah. something sometimes i can't even wrap my head around it for only being four episodes in i'm like i'm seeing anthony's stuff spread all over my hometown like yesterday that that thing that you the tweet that you posted or like whatever you call those when you write something yeah, tweet yeah. story yeah uh i seen it and this is not an exaggeration i've seen it probably i counted up to about 20 times and and Maybe more like I I wasn't on social media from morning till night. I do want to say stories. I do want to say the biggest one with the one about being a good human. It did get shared almost two hundred times, and that is crazy in my books. I've never had a post go shared that much. That's like one of my biggest so. ever too, man. That's crazy, and so that really made me. It was like a reiteration that like, hey, there's something here, and we can refine it. I know we're not perfect, and you know, like sometimes I still interrupt you. Sometimes you still interrupt me. But we're going to get on it, you know, like you and I are the type of people to figure this out. So I think we can provide quality information, especially as the listeners keep getting the listener base gets larger and we get more feedback and then we start to implement some Q&As. So we're, we are planning to make this better by doing that. So thank you. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Um, and if you guys do enjoy these episodes, as always, please share on your Instagram stories um, that you guys are listening. Um, we always appreciate maybe what even your favorite part is on the story, like say that, um, share it on Instagram story, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a five-star review. Um, those all help the exposure of the podcast get out there. Um, share it with a friend. doesn't even have to be on your Instagram story. Like share it with a friend that you're listening. Um, if you think they could really listen to this, to listen to any of the episodes we've created so far, definitely share them out. Um, but we appreciate literally if you even just listen to one minute of an episode, um, we know you probably haven't gotten it. If you only listen to one minute of our episode, I mean, definitely didn't get this far, but if you did, um, we just really do appreciate, appreciate all the support. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this episode of the coach's corner.